welcome to the wait i'm, getting, I'm having a brain fart i'm sorry hello and welcome <laughs> to the co- was wrong with you i don't feel like doing this episode i'll be honest <laughs> i'll be completely honest i just don't i just don't feel like it but too muggy out yeah way too muggy out oh, and it's better than this rain that we've been having all weekend yeah that shit was depressing it was and what made it worse for me today was that indoors like the ac unit was screwed up so it was muggy indoors oh yeah so you had that cool that's just a, that's just like nasty moist yeah so it just... was like it was cool but muggy indoors and i was like oh man i can't i can't deal oh, but yes uh hello and welcome to the codex prime podcast we are on do the episode. <laughs> we are on episode 132 and it is Tuesday, August 14th, 2018. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's good, y'all? Yeah, man. It's going to be a, some light work today for this episode. Uh, not much in the way of stuff and things, but we will always get into stuff and things as we do on this show. Uh, we thank everyone for, for tuning in, starting with uh, Eddie Ortiz and John Haponic. Uh, thank you for joining us on this episode on the group chat. And you, we also want to give a tremendous shout-out to our first-ever sponsor, Studio Headphones. That's right. You can see you can see Victor modeling our Regent. Yes. <laughs> the Regent over-the-ear designs mm-hmm. with... I suck at this so <laughs> Yeah, but he's, wearing, he's rocking the, uh, the white Regent designs, uh, their premier over-the-ear headphones. They are up to 24 hours battery life. And plus 20 days standby life. Mm-hmm. And how do they sound? They sound crystal clear. How do they look? They look fantastic. Exactly. They're custom, customized. You can customize them. And all, just all you got to do is just go to suyo.com and use the promo code CODEX to get 15% off. That's right, man. Yeah, if you're in the market for good headphones, Studio is it right here. Affordable and free shipping to the U.S. Yes. Yes, indeed. Can't beat that. Not at all. Yeah, man. So, yeah, getting get into stuff, you know, right in the middle of August. Um, got some things to talk about. You got some things to talk about. Yeah, um, you guys sharing the episode all across Facebook. Uh, you want to get into what you've been up to at all? Or should That's I? That's you, because you have something that, oh, my God, what's going on on <laughs> VV? Violet. Wow, I haven't seen her talk to you in a long time. Hope everything's well. Okay. Nice. Welcome. Oh uh, yeah, I'll get into some stuff. Yeah, stuff There's something I really want to hear you talk about. Yeah. Uh, first off, I'll get into some comics that I've been reading. Um, then that I recommend that you all check out. Uh, one uh, is, uh, and I'm displaying it here for our viewers. Here is the issue one of. Uh, I wanted to wait on that, but go ahead. Yep. Issue one of Catwoman. <laughs> oh no, mind. Never mind. Yep. <laughs> uh, by DC Comics, and this one is part of the. Uh, spinoff of the batman comic line from the dc universe slash rebirth and uh this one uh for uh for any dc fans who are following the batman uh comic arc um definitely start reading uh issue one of catwoman after reading after reading issue 50 of batman because this takes place right after the events of that particular issue is that the one with um Bruce Wayne uh, and Selena Kyle get married? Yeah. Okay. Yep. It deals with the uh, marriage. Uh, or the wedding, rather. Yes. And uh, issue one uh, follows Selena Kyle. She's on her own uh, 
on her own case, if you will, and she's dealing with multiple copycat cat women. Um, they are all wearing the exact same Catwoman costume, and um, they and they're working for some really, really shady uh, white. The really shady wife of this uh, senator, or this politician, and she's extremely disfigured. Um, like she, like she has all the makeup, the wig, the whole nine yards in front of the camera. But when you, but when she's, once the cameras are off, she literally removes the wig, literally removes the nose off her face. Wait, what? And dentures this this woman that Catwoman hasn't has has yet to deal with yet. It's one of the main antagonists of this comic, and uh, she and she's uh, she's employing one of these copycat Catwoman for her own nefarious ends that have yet to be revealed. And I'm really digging it so far. Um, I really like the artwork, and I, l- I really love the variant covers from issues one and two, which are available in uh, on newsstands now. Um, but yeah, check out Catwoman uh, issue one if you're a fan of the if you're a fan of the uh, Batman series, which is currently being written by Tom King, who's also the author of this magnificent DC series, Mister Miracle, which is another comic book series that I'm reading. It's actually a twelve uh, part miniseries, and man, this is incredible! Like I've heard nothing but universal praise for Mister Miracle since it came out last year. Like in terms of the writing by Tom King. Um, the artwork and just the storytelling, and and you you don't have to have any familiarity with Mister Miracle, like the older versions or like the New Gods. This one is just it, it deals with some some heavy themes like uh, themes of family, themes of sacrifice, um, war, PTSD, depression, and uh, Mister Miracle. He's a He's a guy who's uh, been raised uh, in the uh, hellscape that is apocalypse. He's been tortured, um, and uh, and uh, and the beginning and the beginning pages of issue one establish uh, the uh, the worlds of um, and and the characters. Which I don't want to reveal any any details. It's like it's it's better if you go into Mister Miracle completely cold. Uh, currently, the first ten issues are out now, and if you're a fan of excellent storytelling. And uh, emote and just great, sharply written characters, and um, something that takes unpredictable turns and will make you think for a while. Then, Mister Miracle is something that you should definitely pick up in stores. Um, the current uh, there's only two more issues coming out, uh, and um, I can't wait to see how it's going to wrap up. And I'm also and I'm also reading uh, this new uh, Image Comics series by Robert Kirkman, co-creator of The Walking Dead, and it's called Oblivion Song. You see it right there. I've seen it. Okay, I've seen that. Yeah, um, the first six issues are out now. And Oblivion Song. This is a pretty dope series. Um, I've read the first issue, and I and off the strength of this one, I bought the remaining five, which are which is which are out now. And um, it's about this guy named Nathan who uh, travels into this um, what seems to be this alternate dimension called the Oblivion, and apparently. Uh, um, I guess like hundreds of thousands of of, of people have disappeared, and they've uh, been transported to this oblivion place. It's kind of like the upside down of Stranger Things, but a hell of a lot worse. Um, can you get worse than that? Yeah, you, you can apparently because Robert Kirkman writing, so it's yeah. possible. Yeah, like it's like completely like uh, post-apocalyptic. Um, there's like mon- there's like these grotesque monsters running around. It kind of looks like uh, Walking Dead meets The Last of Us meets Stranger Things. Um, this in terms of this oblivion world. That's depressing. I love it, and um, 
and it's it's definitely worth it's definitely worth a read. And uh, and Nathan he um he travels to this oblivion to rest to rescue as many people as he can, but unfortunate but apparently he's running into some um some blowback from the U.S. government or the powers that be that refuse to um give him funding to rescue more people uh, from the oblivion. Um, because they accuse him of going on this personal um, journey, he has personal reasons for doing so, mm-hmm. and um, and apparently, um, I, I Robert Kirkman says that the first thirteen issues have been written, um, and he says that uh, by the time issue thirteen rolls around, it's going to be really unpredictable. It's not going to be turn out the way you think, and that intrigues me. So, who knows, Robert? Uh, I may, I may, I may be sold onto them. Yeah. So um, I do recommend Oblivion Song. Uh, Robert Kirkman is doing some really good stuff. And uh, Lorenzo De, De Felici, Felici? Hopefully I'm pronouncing his last name wrong. Try it. Uh, he's the artist of the yeah, series. Yeah, De Felici. Yep, De Felici. Yep, Lorenzo De Felici um, provides the great artwork for this series. And um, if, you're, if you're in a mood for something new, and if you're a Robert Kirkman fan, then definitely check out Oblivion Song. Um, hopefully it won't wear out its welcome like The Walking Dead is, or the TV show at least, <laughs> but... But this one I do recommend. That sounds like it could turn into a TV show. It could. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of these, like uh, image and independent comics are ter- getting turned into series, like Briggsland. That's um, still in development. Last yep. I checked. Yeah, still in development. Um, there was a. Uh, oh man, there was something else. Well, Pre- Preacher's been Preacher's around for a been, while. Yeah, Preacher's been around for a while. Yeah. Um, there's some other ones I can't really think of the top of my head. Oh, and uh, another image comic that I do recommend, uh, it's, a, it's the first volume. It's called The Beauty, and The Beauty is awesome. Um, this is volume one. This collects the first six I- issues. Um, issue 23 of Beauty is out now. Um, that this, cover looks like it gives children nightmares. And I, Oh, yeah, it does. It's, um, for, our, for our listeners out there, the, the, the cover of Beauty is this um, deceased woman with gray cracked skin with hollowed out eyes and a mouth completely black and um it's a story about um a world where well just imagine a world where there's an std floating around and and this std gives you the effect of looking beautiful like completely beautiful like this std gives you like a completely like chiseled body if you're a man or like like a voluptuous body if you're a woman. Oh, then everybody's fucking. Yeah, beautiful <laughs> face. Like, res- res- restores your hairline, um, straightens your teeth, everything. Like, gets rid of the love handles, everything. Like, this STD is pretty much like... It's like, it's like a... Be- STD that everybody wants. Yes, exactly. <laughs> everybody wants it, and apparently, like, millions and millions of people in the beauty have this disease. And it's just one sexual encounter away. Unfortunately, uh, there's a side effect to the beauty. Yep, see? It's too good to be true. Go ahead. Uh, your head explodes. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, your head just, like scanner style, just explodes into a nice pulpy mass. And um, after a while, about two years, so um, apparently there are two detectives, detectives Vaughn and Foster. They're trying to figure out, um, get to the bottom of this disease. And apparently, there's a big conspiracy at the center of it. Involves some corrupt politicians, uh, this uh, a scientist who may or may not have the cure, and uh, and I won't I won't spoil how issue one ends. But if you're not hooked by the end of issue one, then 
I don't know if the rest will win you over, but I highly recommend this series. The first four volumes are out on paperback. It covers the first 21 or 22 issues, and issue 23 is out now. Um, check it out if you're a fan of horror, if you're a fan of good writing, and a good mystery. Well, that got some feedback. <laughs> Eddie uh, says, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And John Aponic says, that sounds awful, which is actually surprising because I think that will be something right up his alley. Um, well, he's not as dark as you. Nah, John, he's not a fan of like super violent material, to which I say that this is, it is, is not, I mean, it, there is violence in it, but it's appropriate. It's not gratuitous at all. It's not over the top. But um, if you're a fan of like sci-fi, mystery, horror, definitely check out The Beauty. I'm, I'm sold. I'm definitely going to collect the next three volumes of this. And the next one we'll talk, the next comic we'll talk about uh, since as we both uh, read that as well. Yep. I'm all set with Sharon. Okay. And uh, last but not least is The Return, the reboot, the long-anticipated reboot of Marvel's Fantastic Four, issue one. Now, before we get to that amazing publication. Yes. Beauty sounds like it could be a David Lynch film. Yeah, it could, actually. It could. Like, you know what? Like, 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 I will say, like, Beauty... It's told way more straightforwardly than a David Lynch film or its typical David Lynch story, but it's right up his alley. Like he could he could play around with that world. I mean, an STD that makes you look handsome. Shoot, I mean, well, well, then again, I mean, but it only, it only lasts for two years. Yeah, two years and your head explodes. So, I mean, is it really worth it? I mean, you could you could get plastic surgery, but you die happy. Yeah, no, but that's expensive. Yeah, you can fuck for free. No, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean. You guys sound all crass and whatnot. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, the Beauty, I, w- I can definitely see that being a, a movie or a TV show. Because Image, like, yo, they got some really creative stuff out there. Yeah. A TV show? I, I w- I'd rather go with the movie. I- I'd rather say it would be a movie. Mm. Yeah, you can connect, connect it into a movie. But, um, but yeah, I-, I-, I recommend that. But, yeah, man. Uh, Fantastic Four, uh, written by Dan Slott, with art by Sarah Pacelli. Simone Bianchi and Scotty Young. Yep. Yep. They uh, they also takes part, take part of this uh, wonderful work. Uh, many, there are several variant covers of this. Dude, that thing is selling out like crazy. Yeah, like I went, um, it, it came out last Wednesday. Yes. And I went to Newberry Comics in Warwick, and there were like multiple copies of it. I'm like, shoot, I'll take this. I went to my friendly neighborhood Rock Hogos mm-hmm. and had mine. Nice. Was it sold out there? No, but I went back today because I wanted because I got the uh, the variant cover, which was um, which could would um, it has Black Panther and Storm on it. Oh, okay. Which really looks amazing. And then I went back because I was like, you know what? I want the original. Co- I want the original copy. Just yeah. to at least put it put it in my box. Sold out. Mm. Wow. Yeah, you can still find a lot of this. A lot yeah, of this you can. Somewhere. I just like to go to my friendly neighborhood, Rock, Rock Cocos. You know? Yeah, no. I like Newberry Comics is like if I have to. Yeah. Because they don't pack it. They don't package their comics. They don't. But um, you can you can buy the packaging online like super cheap though. You can, but yeah. it's just like why don't you just go back to go to your friendly neighborhood local comic shop mm-hmm. where they actually already have it. That's true. That's right. Big shout-outs to Reagan at Rock Hogos. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Fantastic Four. Uh, what are your thoughts of this reboot? I am so, like, first of all, I'm 
ecstatic. I, me, I was always a Fantastic Four fan. Mm-hmm. So I'm ecstatic that it finally came out after being delayed like twice already. Yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to come out in June, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, I've been I've been on the lookout for this. Yeah. And it and would you say it was worth the wait? Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. Mm. Yes, it was. Because, like, even though they're not all together mm-hmm. in, the st- in the comic, it still leads to more. Like, they're eventually going to be there. Like, it's the start of a new story. Yeah. You know, it picks up after the... Um, after the events of Secret Wars, mm-hmm. and then there's also a Marvel Two in One series that actually follows Sting and Human Torch and what brings them back because they actually got lost in the whole big explosion when the when the Marvel Universe came into an end oh, in yeah. Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. So that the Two in One series actually brings them back like to Earth, you know, to Earth, mm. and it's like and it, what happens is like. Sue and Reed and the the initial Riches family are like missing. Mm-hmm. Johnny still believes that they're still out there. Yep. But Ben has actually came to terms that, okay, they're gone. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Yep. But I'm gonna move forward. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he tries to move on because he thinks that all is lost. Yeah. Yeah. And Johnny hasn't lost faith. Not at all. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, it's a really good setup because it's like it's like oh man, you're hooked. Like oh, what happened to Reed and Sue Richards? Like where are they? And um, and me having not read Secret Wars, um, that I thank you for giving uh, context to that because I was like oh man, what happened? I you didn't you didn't get Secret Wars? Nah, I know it was a big thing back in 2015. Yeah, yeah. So I I I hadn't I haven't gotten into that. But yeah, man. Like, but but you don't have to get into Secret Wars to get into uh, issue one of Fantastic Four. But I'm already hooked. Like, yeah, I will I'm definitely th- be following this series. Yeah, I'm definitely hooked. And then, of course, as I was reading, I'm like, okay, now that you know they're bringing back, you know, the fan- the comic franchise, the movie franchises could be coming home. Mm-hmm. Who can play who? Yeah, um, I'm pretty, pretty convinced for John Krasinski as Mr. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Emily Blunt as Invisible Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought of Alex Pettifer mm-hmm. as a Human Torch. Oh, really? From, I, you know, he, ha- he already has that action movie bone in his body. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, playing a complete goofball, I never, I, everything I, I saw him in, he was completely serious. Yeah. But I think, I'm, I think he can actually, like, be a little flexible and be a little goofy yeah sure and as for ben Grimm, uh okay obviously things gonna be cgi mm-hmm. done right yeah and i don't know as far as the actor is concerned i don't know yeah uh i think it, it can go bold with the thing like um maybe somebody because like oh him and because like some maybe someone young young ish because like him and well, ben him and Reed are like the same age. Yeah, so you have to go someone like John Krasinski's age to. Yeah. So, let me think. Man, I don't know. Like, cause like, if I if I were casting the thing, I was gonna say something bold like Ving Rhames. Nah, I nah. like that. I mean, he has the voice for it. Yeah, he does. I mean, we hear it every day in an Arby's commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, uh, he has the voice for it, but not the accent. Oh, the, like the if new... you want to think back to like the 1994 
Oh, we had that that hard New York accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ving Rhames doesn't have... I don't know, I can't hear it, but it was like a, a white guy's yeah. hard New York accent. Oh, yeah, like a cartoonish version because being a cartoon and all. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I, I don't know, I couldn't really do it. Like, Michael Chiklis had it. Mm-hmm. But it's just like the movie was awful. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Rise of the Silver Surfer. Even worse. Even worse. <laughs> Galactus was a cloud. God. You know how much money it would cost just to make Galactus? Yeah. You need Disney money to make Galactus. Yeah, you do. Well, you know, I would say, like, you could do some tricks. Like, you can actually have somebody in a costume. Just like a guy. And just, like, you know, superimpose super them. The movie was bad enough as it is. <laughs> just superimpose them onto, like, the live-action image. You can manipulate him with CG. But you don't have to have him like an all CG character of Galactus. I mean, they could do 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 the same thing that they did with Josh Bowen. Josh Bowen is probably like the best Galactus <laughs> I can think of. But he can't play everybody. That's true. Yeah, he's got Cable and uh, Thanos as it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes. And I do like uh, the reintroduction of Doctor Doom. That was good. Yeah, I'm like. It's about time. We need. To, I need. We need to see Doctor Doom done right. Exactly. Yeah, because the films haven't got the films have failed miserably, and Doctor Doom is one of the best Marvel villains ever. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and he's he's got to have his day, once again. So, you know what? I will say to all comic book fans out there, even those who have at best a casual interest in Fantastic Four, pick this one up. I mean, it's worth it. Definitely is. Yeah, and um. And hopefully this will be a good sign of things to come for this franchise. Yeah, I'm a bit biased about it because I'm always I've always been a Fantastic Four fan, but mm-hmm. it uh, it definitely is worth it. Oh yeah, and uh, and also um, I got another uh, one more thing to talk about. Good. It's a movie. Yeah, this is now this is what I want to hear. Yeah, I got to see Spike Lee's Black Klansman uh, over the over the weekend, and um, I saw it at, at the Warwick. Uh, showcase cinema quaker lane and i went with my girlfriend we were the only two black people in the whole theater get out for that movie yeah for that movie it was just middle middle aged and old white people packed that theater and we were the only two black people in that theater watch that movie and it was bizarre but it was actually kind of cool because cool all right y'all get to watch something that's maybe out of your comfort zone i guess maybe you're spike lee fans Maybe you're Trump supporters. I don't know, but well, if you're Trump, well, why would you be there? But, uh, but it, but Klansman. It, yeah, I mean, so so for those who are unfamiliar, unfamiliar, no, Black Klansman is not the Clayton Bigsby story from the Chappelle Show. No, um, it is a awesome, oh, it is an awesome film uh, directed by Spike Lee, and it is a true return to form. Like this is like his first great movie in about like I'd say like fifteen years. Um, uh, what would you say his last one was? Twenty fifth hour. Okay, yeah, I've seen that one. Like Inside Man in t- two thousand six was very very good. I really like Inside Man, but his With last Denzel. Yeah, Denzel and uh, Clive, no. uh, Clive Owen. Clive Owen. I'm thinking. Yeah. Colin, I don't know. I was thinking. Colin, no, you know what it was? I was? I was thinking Colin Farrell mm-hmm. in the movie Phone Booth. Yeah, yeah. Phone and Bo- the, I think those movies came around came out around the same time. Oh uh, no, um, Phone Booth came out in two thousand three. And uh, Inside Mike came out three years later. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, Black Klansman, man. This is a great movie. And uh, Spike Lee directed it, and he co-wrote it. And this film stars John David Washington as Ron Stallworth. 
uh, Ron Stallworth, he was a real-life uh, uh, detective, a police officer for uh, the Colorado Springs Police Department in Colorado. And um, Ron Stallworth was a guy who managed to, um, along with his uh, uh, white partner, Flip Zimmerman, played by Adam Driver, they managed to infiltrate the Ku Klux Klan. And uh, Ron Stallworth manages to, it's, it's a, it's a two-part operation. So it's, a, it's, a, it's such a bizarre case that it's actually true. And the film Black Klansman is based on Ron Stallworth's 2014 memoir of the same name. And the whole thing was uh, uh, Stallworth, he was, he was trying to infiltrate um, one of the local chapters of the, of the Klan. And so it was a two-part operation. So he, being a rookie, he managed to um, uh, call the local Klan leader on the phone and he managed to like pose as a white disgruntled dude who wanted to join the clan. My God, did somebody like had? To, did they have to do a voiceover? <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't like "Sorry to bother you," where where a white actor had to dub his voice. No, he just spoke in like an exaggerated white guy, slightly exaggerated, exaggerated white guy voice, and um, he managed to get the convince the clan clan leader that he that he was in. And so, for the face-to-face -face part of the of the investigation, that's when Adam Driver's character came in as Flip Zimmerman, who's this uh, Jewish guy, and who has to uh, actually meet the Klansman in person and has to pose as as uh, as Ron Stallworth. And um, they're trying to expose and quash uh, uh, some violent some violent terrorist activity that uh, activities that this clan is that, that, that this chap clan chapter is planning, and it is such a dope movie man like like the, the like just the writing the writing of the movie like the the dialogue and just like just like how everything comes together and what was so dope about this movie was um was kind of like how it it touches on like um pa the concept of passing if you will like not only the the, pa the concept of passing like not only as like white or whatever but also um passing as not only as a clan as a clan member um passing undercover and uh, what, what i found really intriguing was um adam driver's character in this movie where he's a guy who was he was raised jewish but not non-practicing so yeah. for him like he, he doesn't really think anything anything of it and for him it's like you know he at first he doesn't feel like he has any skin in the game against the clan because it's like well you know i mean i'm a white dude i'm not racist and but what do I care? And but, but as he's as he's as he's going undercover in person with the Klan, and they're making all these anti-Semitic remarks against Jews and whatnot, like he starts to feel a certain way. It's like, man, it's like I gotta I, I come home and I think about this shit now. It's like I, I don't know what to feel, man. So it's like he has to come to terms with his Jewish identity and how that how that clashes with the Klan. And uh, Ron Stallworth has to keep the ruse up over the phone while like like following his partner from a distance to make sure he's not in danger like taking pictures of the clan members that he's meeting in person mm -hmm. and uh there's this one dude um this guy named felix um who's this uh really scary ass clan member who like he's instantly suspicious of of uh flip zimmerman he's he like he kind of sniffs him out like yo i don't i don't really know i don't really believe that you are what you say you are but the leader vouches for you but he's like He's just like this really borderline cartoonish, like this insane person. Like he has wild eyes, and he's just like, like I hate Jews. I want to eat him for breakfast. I want to kill him. Like that's how he looks all the time, and that's oh, how that's he sounds. How he oh, yeah. he sounds like that. Did he say stuff like that? Pretty much. Jesus. And <laughs> and and his and his wife is this um this this rotund white woman, um who's like this like this sturdy gal. 
Yeah, who's like this, this happy-go-lucky, his happy-go-lucky white woman who likes to bake cookies, and she likes to, but she's not too fond of those Negroes. Like that's how she, that's how oh she comes God. off as. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it's like you could tell, like when you look at her, you can tell, like, oh, she clearly does not season her food, but, <laughs> but um, also um, raisins, yeah, raisins and the potato salad. Come on now, and walnuts, but um, also uh, you have um, I hate walnuts. Yeah, I like walnuts. I like walnuts just fine, but um, not in food. Yeah, certain, walnuts by themselves, by themselves, or in certain desserts, like maybe okay, yeah, like ice cream or something. All right, yeah, and also John David Washington, man, Denzel's kid. Yo, he's got a bright future, man. Yeah, speaking of which, Ballers is out. So the new season of Ballers is out, so I gotta catch that. Oh, he's in that too. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, John David Washington, man. Um, he was a. I didn't know this. He was a former football player. So. Yeah, he did. Back, he played uh, overseas in the Europe League. Okay, nice. So yeah, man, he's uh, he's definitely has some charisma. He's very likable, and um, he as as he's as he's um, investigating, he's um, he also meets this other woman named Patrice, who kind of who's played by Laura Harrier, and she's like this uh, this president of this uh, black um, student union chapter, and she she looks exactly like a young Angela Davis, like with the fro. And like the face and everything, it, it was it was like Spike Lee got into a time machine and asked young Angela Davis if she wanted to come forward to 2018 to star in his movie. Really? Yeah, like she looked like this spitting image, and she was really cool. Like her character was interesting. Oh, like that's a that's a that's a passion project. Yeah. Passion Enjoy, project. Yeah, I I would consider something like that a passion project when they like really go into like details of like certain aspects, especially if something that's like based on a true story and stuff like. Mm-hmm. They make sure they get like every detail possible, and then they just yeah, like everything has to be a hundred percent. Unlike a DC film, but go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, indeed. Yeah, I, I had to. Just, I had to throw a little bit of shade in there. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, but he was great, and also, my God, Topher Grace. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Topher Grace as David Duke, like, like he's that's the. Uh, David Duke, he was the, uh, I think it was the Grand Wizard. Yeah, that's what they call him. Yeah, of the of the KKK. Don't ask me how I know that. Yeah, on the national level, and um, and he was, and oh my God, there's a scene where David Duke. This is how stupid that guy is. Um, he has a conversation with um with Stallworth on the phone. Um, John David's Washington's character, and he's like, you know, I can tell, you know, I can tell when I'm talking to a black person on the phone, and uh, and and Stallworth's like, really, how? And then uh, and and David Duke is like, the way black people pronounce the word "r," they pronounce it "ara." <laughs> See, when they pronounce it, when they when they, when they hear that "ara," that's when I know I'm talking to a nigger. And then Star Wars is like, really? It's like, yeah, you can always tell. And it's like, and I'm just dying laughing because it's like he doesn't know he's talking to a black dude. <laughs> like, that would bother me. That's why I can't stand the N word. Mm-hmm. But it's like Eric Foreman saying it. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I I would that would sit with me the wrong way. Mm. But I will say that he played the role well and what made it even funnier was that apparently the real David Duke he took he, he got offended at his portrayal. Shut up, really? Because he said that Black Klansman the movie made him look like a doofus. <laughs> made him look buffoonish. He's a Klansman. So I mean, I kind of comes with the territory. You are, you know, when, when you spit hate and ignorance, what do you think? You're not going to come off looking like Albert Einstein. <laughs> but <laughs> that is true. Yeah. 
but yeah man there's a lot to go into um more more so but uh but i will say like it's it's well edited beautifully shot as well um by barry barry alexander brown he's spike lee's longtime editor okay um yeah he does great work here and there's also a cameo by a by a living legend which i won't spoil you'll know him when you see oh man okay all Um, right good because now i really want to see it yeah so yeah i will say like uh welcome back spike lee in terms of making great movies again like he's at jo- he has jordan peele team he teamed up with jordan peele so you yeah jordan- as of right now like anything that jordan peele touches is gold yeah jordan peele he's one of the executive producers of black Klansman, and uh i will say i highly recommend this film it's one of my favorite films of this year one of my favorite spike lee films i put this right right up there with one of his with some of his great stuff like do the do, right thing do the right thing school Malcolm. days School days, it's good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it great. You know, it was actually a Spike Lee movie that I actually enjoyed. Yeah, which one? She Hate Me. I enjoyed that too. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I thought we was going to argue for a set. Like, like, I will say this about She Hate Me real quick. It's a movie that should not work at all, <laughs> but Spike Lee's so talented that he makes it work. Like, yeah. Like, I will say, like, if you're not familiar with She Hate Me, it stars Anthony Mackie and Kerry Washington. <laughs> Uh, Anthony Mackie, he plays a whistleblower who gets fired from his job, and uh, he has to make ends meet by becoming a gigolo, a man whore, by impregnating a bunch of lesbians who want kids, but they want his kids, so it's like ten thousand a pop. And yeah, it's it's a bizarre movie. <laughs> it is. It it shouldn't work. I should be offended by it somehow, but it still works. You can, how to, I, I offended? I wouldn't say offended, but it was so weird. It was just yeah. so weird. And then there was like one scene where it's like where they actually show like conception and um, Paula J. Parker's in that too. Yeah, yeah. And, like, <laughs> and then like whenever they like show the sperm, it had his head yeah. in the tail. I'm just like, this is so weird. It is, but it's like really enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she hate me. I would recommend that. Like, <laughs> just watch it and let let us know what you think. But please yeah. do, please do. Codex Prime Podcast at gmail dot com. Please yeah. do. Yeah. So watch that and also definitely watch Black Klansman. Definitely worth seeing twice. I might go see it again this weekend. She hate me should be in the Criterion Collection. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, Black Klansman in theaters now. Highest recommendation. Go check it out. That would be too recent to be a, to be a to be considered a Criterion, right? Uh, not necessarily. It's rare. It's rare, but sometimes Criterion puts some brand new films on their collection. Oh, okay. Like they did it with uh, Benjamin Button. Really? Yeah, well, yeah and that's what fifteen years old. No, it came out 20? ten years old actually. Oh, okay. Oh wait, yeah, it came out like on Blu-ray soon after the theatrical release, and it was on a Criterion collection. I'm like, oh, cool, nice. Did you get it? Yeah, I, I have it. It's one of my fa- it's, it's still my favorite David Lin- David Fincher film. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we know your David favorite David Lynch film. Well, that's David Lynch. Well, I'm David Fincher. Oh, okay. Yeah, he directed Benjamin Button. It's my favorite film of his. Oh okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh Black Klansman. Um Yeah, that's pretty much all I got on my end. Uh should we get into some headlines and Well, thanks or- for telling me what I've been up to. Oh yeah, what, what, what <laughs> yeah, what, what have you been up to, man? Okay, well, Stuff. I finally finished the uh, Marvel sixteen oh two story arc that was uh, written in two thousand and three, written yep. by Neil Gaiman and art by Andy Kuber and Richard Isom. 
Yep. Iosone? I'm pretty sure I said, I'm saying that wrong. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty good. It's a pretty decent story. It's a really good story. Yeah. I picked it up on the, I got it on the Marvel app for like three bucks. It was just like on sale. Oh, nice. So I'm like, and nice. it was this collect, they just had a collection sale for like a couple of days. And then mm-hmm. I just saw it for like three bucks. I'm like, you know what? It's a different, it's an interesting story arc. It's just, it's about, um, it's basically the Marvel heroes. Mm-hmm. That we know that we know and love today, but it's set back into the Elizabethan period. Yeah. So like, and then obviously, and then a uh, a mysterious force comes in, threatening to set to destroy the world, mm-hmm. and our heroes have to are fighting to save it. Yeah. So I mean, but yet there's so there's like name changes and something like there's Peter Peter Parker Parker. Parkour. <laughs> yeah, it's spe- well, it's spelled P A R Q U A G H. Yep. Matthew Murdoch. Rogers, which is spelled R O J H A Z. If you can guess who that is, that's oh yeah, that's Captain America. He's actually a like a blonde Indian who's actually per, um sent to protect uh, Virginia Dare, and mm-hmm. she who's a historical figure. And she actually has powers too. Whereas like whenever she gets scared, she turns into like whatever like white creature. That's pretty funny seeing how we <laughs> how we was just talking about black clans. <laughs> but yeah, you can turn into like any like an, a wolf, uh, a wolf, a bear, whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, and then there's Carlos ha- Carlos Javier. Yep. Charles wow. Xavier. That's right. Yep. So and then also Sir Nicholas Sir Nicholas Ferry, Doctor Stephen Strange, which is names that you really can't like change and all that yeah so i mean it's a very interesting story arc just like the marvel universe in the Eliz- in the elizabethan period i actually recommend you do pick it up um like i said it's on the marvel app i think you can still get it for cheap mm-hmm. um i think they did extend the sale yeah and then also i picked up the uh spider-man annual number one ah. which is written by uh brian edward hill and art by uh Mark Bagley and Nelson Blake II, and it's basically um, it's a story of uh, Miles, Mor- Miles Morales mm-hmm. and uh, a scroll invasion. A scrolls invasion happens, and Miles basically has to choose whether he should does his powers come with great responsibility? Does he use his powers or not? Hmm. Okay, the eternal struggle. Yeah. 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 Very simple story, but it's, it was a nice little fun read. Okay. So uh, that, but then that's pretty much it. That's all the nerd stuff that I've been up to. It's so sad. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, adult life is overrated. It sure is. It sure is. But, you know, we we do what we we do what we must. Yeah. And speaking of doing what we must, let's uh, give a shout out to our sponsor once again before getting into the news and headlines, Studio Headphones. Yes. Studio Headphones. You can just go to studio.com, use the promo code CODEX to get 15% off your purchase. Mm-hmm. Not only do they have these wonderful region, region um, designs, but there's also they're Bluetooth compatible, yep. but yet they have earbuds, wireless, and, and with the wire. Mm-hmm. All you know, all different colors, custom made, Scandinavian Scandinavian design. Yep. Free shipping within the US. So yes, go to studio.com and use your promo code Codex to get fifty percent off of your purchase. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Beautiful headphones, man. Beautiful sound. Yeah, I used them for D I used them DJing a couple of weeks ago. Like it was dope. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man. Got some uh, news and headlines here. Just a few things um, that we'll get, get into. Uh, first, some sad news, unfortunately, in the wrestling world. Um, 
the passing of uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, uh, who died uh, Monday, yesterday, after falling and hitting his head at home in a freak accident. He was only 63 years old. Uh, Nightheart was a two-time WWF Tag Team Champion with Bret Hart and was a member of the Hart Foundation. The original. The original, yep. He's also the father of WWE wrestler Natalia and father-in-law of former WWE wrestler Tyson Kidd. Nightheart is survived by his wife Ellie and three children. Ex-wife. Uh, ex-wife, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just tragic. I actually, um, ha- I've actually had the pleasure of meeting Jim Nightheart. He actually mm. stepped on my foot, too. But very <laughs> polite, though, when he apologized. For, yeah. Unlike Cena, fucking asshole. Aww. Yeah, wrestlers have a thing of stepping on my feet for some reason. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I actually had that picture autographed by Brett and Jimmy Hart. If you actually go on my... Um, on my social media, on my Instagram, at MrBird1027. You can find that picture there. And he was the only signature I needed, and I would have had the original Heart Foundation. Oh, man. And that that was the only one, and it'll never happen. Damn. I drove to New York to meet them, too. Wow, man. Uh, That must have been really cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, It really was. That was a fun time. That was definitely a fun time. Like, it was the first time I got to, like, like I just sat, and, like I actually like talked to him, even though I was in a line. But it was just, it was just, it was a surreal moment. Mm-hmm. But if Braha, I tell you one thing: if Braha does come back, like he, I'm getting some glasses. He's signing them bitches and putting them on my damn face. <laughs> that was one thing I always wanted as a kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he did that at the. It was Ringside Fest, um, two thousand and two thousand seven. Because mm-hmm. that picture, because Brett signed it ten years, ten years to the day. Mm-hmm. Like a day late, yeah. but yes, yeah, so um, like he did that for a fan, for a fan there, and I'm just like, I hate that kid. <laughs> As a matter of fact, every time Brett did that, I hated every single little kid that he did that to. Man, but it's for the kids though. I was a kid. <laughs> I wanted those damn Brett classes, <laughs> but still, like, but even then, just like Jim Nyhart was like that. He was the he was the muscle, mm-hmm. and then yeah. not to and then Brett, you know, was the technicality and stuff. And it just went and it worked well, so to, you know, together. Like, remember yeah. they they mentioned last night their classic match with Demolition at SummerSlam '90. Mm-hmm. Um, their classic battles with the British, Bull, the original British Bulldogs, uh, yep, Davy right. Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid. Yep. Um, he's the and now Brett is the last. He's the sole surviving member mm. of the Hart Foundation. Yeah, man. If you don't count Jimmy Hart, but yeah. Yeah, that's that is so true. Like I remember, I think if either you or somebody posted it on the Wrestling Fantasy Warfare page on Facebook, yeah. it's like the the picture of the Hart Foundation with their arms raised, hand in hand, and it's all black and white except for Brett. Yeah, Brett's in color. And I watched it. I'm like, oh man, that that hit home. It did. Yeah, Not to Jim Nadar was a former Dallas Cowboy. Oh really? He was. Yeah. Yeah, and he also played for the Raiders too. Wow. What's going on, Nick Thomas? Hmm. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Yeah, man, gone way too soon, man. Yeah, definitely. It was a nice speech by Ronda too. Mm-hmm. Last night on last night's Raw. Oh, I didn't. Even get to though see she that was part. kind of she was kind of freaked out because there was a bat flying in the arena. Oh, <laughs> man. But yeah, man, rest in peace, Jim Nightheart, man. Ah, man. One of one of the uh, one of the greats in the tag team division back in the day. And uh, got some other news here uh, to segue. Um, the Academy. Announces a new popular film Oscar category. 
I got some words about this. Oh uh, yeah, let's go. All right, go. Let's go in. We got time. Yeah. Uh, last Tuesday, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences announced that they will introduce a new Oscar category for Outstanding Achievement in Popular Film. The full details of which are still forthcoming at this time. Now, th- now this announcement of the Popular Film Oscar category has been met with a polarizing reaction among film industry professionals and audiences. Uh, with some outlets cl- reclaiming, uh, some outlets opining that the popular film Oscar is a preemptive move designed to avoid Black Panther getting snubbed for Best Picture by giving it and other popular movies its own separate category. Um, I'll I'll have more on that more of that in a bit. I was waiting for it. Yeah, I was waiting for it, John. Upon it, keep reading. Keep reading. Um, you gonna go in. Um, the Academy also announced two more changes to next year's 91, 91st annual Oscars. Uh, one is making the ceremony a three-hour telecast, with some categories being announced during commercial breaks. These categories will then be edited and presented later on in the broadcast, like a highlight reel of sorts. Okay. And the second change is moving the 2020 Oscars to an earlier start date from late February to the beginning of March, um, all the way back to February 9th of 2020. Uh uh, the reason why these changes are coming, or or a big reason, is because this year's 90th Oscars, which broadcast this past March, was the lowest rated telecast in the award show's history. That with, explains it. With uh, 26.5 million viewers. That explains it. Because, did I watch the Oscars? No, I think I was like working or something. Yeah. Um, John Haponic says in regards to the popular film Oscar category, he says, now your Marvel movies are guaranteed a nomination. <laughs> well, I think I have some words about this popular film category. Um, Unfortunately, well, your point is they will. Yeah. Because DC will not get any nominations. <laughs> no, true. Except for makeup and hairstyling. Um, but, I, or, but, um, I think that the popular film uh, category is misguided. I mean, even though the Oscars had, they haven't announced any full details of what the category will entail. But from what I gather, it sounds like it's just um, creating a separate but equal category from the Best Picture, and we all know how loaded separate but equal is. And I think that, I think it's a it's a it's a misguided move by the Oscars part by creating a, a separate category because it's like you, you raise a lot of prob- a lot of problematic questions. One, it's like, okay, so are you saying that the popular films aren't the best movies of the year? And are you saying that the that the best picture nominees aren't popular? Like, do, do you see, like, how you get into that trap? But then there are still some trap? movies that, like, deser- they, that were popular, but they get no recognition. Like, the Oscars, they really, they, they highlight, like, a lot of movies that just, don't nobody really sees i think that i think that it's um yeah john Havana says that it's an award for the mouth breathers hello transformers criterion edition no um, um but yeah. I, I would if that was to ever happen i will buy that for you for christmas oh god and i will take a picture of you holding it i'll use it as a paperweight at a doorstop that's freaking that's that's rude i'm just telling uh, you no. that's rude I was letting you know. That means nobody. Monet, don't buy Victor shit for Christmas. (laughs) I mean, if it's Transformers on Criterion, first of all, that would just make that would just make my heart bleed. Um, But I mean, the popular film Oscar. I mean, I mean, first of all, on the one hand, yeah, it's I can understand like the reasoning behind it to highlight 
to get more viewers in, like yeah. to to highlight the popcorn, so called popcorn films, like you know, like your Black Panthers, which which is w- w- more than worthy of a Best Picture nomination. Definitely. Um, Mission Impossible, Fallout, Avengers: Infinity War, Ant Man and the Wasp, and and others, and other big budget films, The Meg. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's Big Jaws. Yeah, Big Jaws, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If it was called Big Jaws, I would have seen it. I would have gone. Honestly, you, you know where that kind of, that whole thing, Big Jaws, came from. That was an uh, episode of Family Guy where Peter tried to pitch a movie, and he says, "Okay, yeah, we got Jaws, but now we got Big Jaws. <laughs> and part three will be a bigger Jaws." I can't. I, and I'm like, I can get with that. Yeah, that's the Meg. Yeah, yeah, the Meg was. It's like it's like the direct- <laughs> Meg. <laughs> Shut up, Meg. But yeah, the popular film Oscar, I, th- I don't think it's necessary because like, because if the Oscars are trying to get more, get bigger ratings, get more people to watch their telecast, um, have a have a good host. Well, I mean, we had some good. Hosts. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel's Kimmel. good. Though. Jimmy Kimmel's good. Yeah. Uh, Chris Rock, yeah, did it a couple of times. Yep, John Stewart, yeah, Ellen DeGeneres, yeah. Um, but like, if you're coming up with a popular film Oscar, like ironically, if you're trying to get ratings by having that Oscar, it's not going to really work as well as you think it will. Because if you look at like the the um, People's Choice Awards or like the MTV Movie Awards, they don't get big ratings. They get they get decent ratings. VMAs but VMAs does all right. Or the VMAs. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be on a VMAs are gonna be on a Monday this year. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like 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 those like those populist awards ceremonies, award shows, like they get decent ratings, but they don't get like monumental ratings like 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 the Oscars want. So well, this popular film is not going to really do much for them. Yeah, well, Eddie said it's a sad attempt to get younger viewers, and that's also a thing too. I agree. Like yeah. I don't know any millennials who watch the Oscars. Yeah, like like unless like any casual like moviegoers like like if you're like a film a film buff like film buffs watch the Oscars like myself yeah. included you know and that's that, your Super Bowl yeah pretty much you know and um and I will say like the Oscars like they've gotten it right for Best Picture like this decade they've gotten it right almost all the time like Birdman, um, Spotlight, Moonlight damn Moonlight's the best Best Picture film of this decade in my opinion so far, um, Shape of Water. Uh, what else? The artist, yo, th- the Oscars get it right all the time. Like more often than not, like nine times out of, t- I say like nine times out of ten, they get it right for Best Picture. Okay, let me ask you something. Get out one Oscar. I, get out one Best Original Screenplay. Okay, I don't. I, I was like, they didn't win Best Picture. No, it was nominated. Though. Nominated. Though. Yeah. yeah. What beat? What beat? Get out. Uh, Shape, Shape of, of Water. Water. Right. Yeah. So out of soon to be ninety-one. We'll just go 90 for now. Yeah. Of best pictures. Yeah. Of best picture winners. Yeah. How many of them have you seen? All of them. I've seen all 90. I believe it. Yeah. I've seen all 90. And what's funny was, the reason why was because like uh, back in 2011, I saw, I, I made an attempt to see all the best picture winners at that time was because I was, my dad and I, we were going to Nigeria. Yeah. And I was thinking that, well, in case we die in a fiery plane crash. I want to see all the Best Picture Oscar winners before I before I potentially go, and that's oh, why I did you it. Pessimistic, and that's why I did it. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it was well worth it though. Movie binging, like you literally just did like one day or like like a series of days, like 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 I got took time out of my week to just like just to like watch like one after another, just banging them out four a day, three or four a day, pumping them out, pumping them out. Do you own them all? Uh, I own like a like 
just under half of them. Yeah, because there's some some of them. Some of That'd them might, be a dope collection to have. Yeah, some of them. Some of them are. Some of them I'm, I'm still waiting on, waiting to get around to get. Um, others are good, but not good enough to add to my collection. Are they even? Are they like easy? Are they accessible? Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, all of them are now. Yeah, yeah. and some of them are just plain bad. It's like no, no thanks. Really? Yeah. Some of them are bad, like for example, or just boring. Like for example, um, Chariots of Fire, um, which it's like, a, it's like a movie about. It's a true story, true story about these British Olympic Olympic runners. Like mm-hmm. you, like growing up, we've all heard the theme song or the theme music to to Chariots of Fire. Mm-hmm. It's like 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 the soundtrack is great, but that movie was boring. It put me to sleep. Like I had to power so you through that movie. Didn't see it. Well, I had to pause it. I took a cat nap for an hour, woke up, or watched the rest of it. But that movie was dull as dishwater. But the soundtrack was so dull good. as dish. Damn, now I gotta stop swearing. Yeah. My mom, no, my mom's mom. Hey, ma. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, other movies like uh, Greatest Show on Earth. That was that was weak. Greatest Show on Earth. Yeah, it's like the movie about the about the circus. I think it was Barnum and Bailey. Was it Barnum and Bailey? It's the only circus anybody cares about. Yeah, it, it was a movie about... Oh, and the Universal Circus I actually went to, like, years ago. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Greatest Show on Earth wasn't so great. Um, Around the World in 80, 80 Days. It was just a three-hour cameo reel <laughs> Yeah, of the most popular actors of that time. Like, oh, look, Frank Sinatra. Oh, look, David Niven. It's like, wow, this movie's boring. Um, so, yeah, I don't have all the Best Picture nominee, uh, Best Picture winners, I should say. But yeah, like more often than not, the Oscars do get it right, and I I, I think a popular film Oscar is not going to do it, and I think that like it kind of it's like an insult in a way to Black Panther because it's like oh Black Panther you're good enough for the blockbuster popcorn munching Oscar, but you're not good enough for the best well, picture Oscar. Well, I mean, we, it's pretty much a guarantee that Black Panther will be in there, but it's like we don't know if Black Panther is going to get any other nominees yet because they don't release their nominees till what? Until January. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say November. Yeah, um, I think November's for Golden Globes. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, I think the popular film Oscar—it's it, only gonna cause more controversy than not because, like, it's like, oh, oh, it's gonna be the popcorn Oscar. It's gonna be the superhero film Oscar. So it's like a, it's like a, a segregated category, separate but equal. And it's like, and do you really want to pull that on Black Panther of all films? I don't think so, man. It's, it's just, it's just gonna blow up in the in the Academy's face. And okay, that point, yeah, that could happen. Yeah, and like I want to see the I want to see like a film like Black Panther win some major Oscars. That you know, if if it if it deserves it, if it can, if the rest of the oh year. God, if it, if it, if Black Panther wins Best Picture, ooh, ooh John Apatek will he better not tune it. Oh man, like oh he's getting it. Uh, I would rub it in John Apatek's face. He's getting it. Yeah, he should have just made Best Comic Book Movie. Yeah, might as well. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of trending. I mean, come on, we got Jared Leto getting ready to play Morbius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like, very iffy about that. He could make it work because I guess is he is he trying to be like the next Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp would have hmm. been a better Morbius. He would have. Yeah, I agree. Um, as much as he loves costumes and makeup, <laughs> Johnny Depp's a, he. Johnny Depp is a million dollar cosplayer. He is. Let's I agree. Just, <laughs> he, you know what? Let's just let's just call a spade a spade. It is what it is. He Man. is a million dollar cosplayer. I I you know what? No lies detected there. Like Pirates of the Caribbean, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Lone Ranger, Black Mass. 
uh, it amazes me how they took somebody like him. Yeah. Johnny Depp's pretty much, he's like a little pretty boy. Yeah, he is. And they made him look like Whitey Bulger. Yeah. That was almost scary. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Crimes of Grindelwald. Blow. Blow. Yep. Uh, Carl, no, not Carl Young. I'm thinking of the psychologist. George Young, right? George Young. George Young, yep. That was such a good movie. That is, that was. And, Black uh, Panther should win best pick, but we but won't, and we all know why. Yeah, I mean. Wait, didn't Moonlight have a black director? Yeah, it did. Um, but it didn't. It didn't win best director that year. Oh, okay. Um, but it won best picture. Yeah. But yeah, man, like, like, like the popular film Oscar, like I said, does it doesn't need to be there. But um, I mean, I mean, because it's it's just it's just pandering, and it's just going to cause more. Uh, problems for the academy in the long run but uh but yeah we'll see how it shakes out we'll see which which movies get nominated nominated i will say though if is bumblebee coming out this year is what bumblebee is it coming out this year i think it's next year next year okay like because i will say like if i see a transformers movie (laughs) get nominated and win popular film oh that's gonna be comedy that rant Mm. is going to be coming let me actually just double check though i mean mm, no no, thank you. No, thank you. So get it together, Oscars. No, that's actually coming out. It's coming out next year. I mean, this year. This year? Oh, my God. If Bumblebee wins popular film, the popular film Oscar, a Transformers movie, I'm going to throw I'm gonna throw my remote at my television. I'll break that shit. Yeah. You overdue for 4K anyway. I don't need him. 4K is a scam. Save your money. <laughs> um. Got some other movie news here as well. You uh, shut your face. Movie Pass. Shut your face. More Movie shut Pass your news. Face. You know, Movie Pass has become the, the Dallas. Shut your face. Listen, it has become the, the shut your face. Dallas the Cowboys face. of movie subscription <laughs> services. Um, but what I mean by that is that Movie Pass was they were formerly big winners face. and now they're chronic losers. Shut your face. That's what I mean. They had a winning season like the past two seasons. And have they won the Super Bowl? How many Super Bowls have they won this year? Oh, last year, the year before. Exactly. So anyway, uh, Movie Pass has been introduced. You sound like a Patriot fan. Uh, yeah, I compared you to them. How dare you, sir? I compared you to them. I am not a. I'm not a Dell's Lemonade drinking mouth breather. Okay, I'm not a Patriots fan. I don't own a dusty ass uh, Tom Brady jersey. Okay, I don't fantasize about that man at every night and day during the season. Keep okay? roasting. I'm not. I'm not some Patriots fan that likes to drink coffee milk, and and and, and you drink wor- coffee milk though, don't you? No, not really. Oh, yeah. and, and worship at the altar of Tom Brady like he's a second, second and third coming of Jesus Christ come down to earth. All right, all right. I don't. I don't worship cheaters. Okay. I don't justify cheating and breaking the rules and circumventing regulations to to win the game by saying, "Oh, everybody does it." I am not a Patriots fan, so don't you ever compare me to a Patriots fan, Carl. Stop sounding like one then. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but anyway, um, oh so Eddie Ortiz. Uh, you know what? In. You shut your face too. Eddie. You can keep re- keep re- read on well, the damn. Well, headline. I'll read the headline, but I want to read this comment real quick. No, Eddie, you don't. Eddie says, uh, no, "So <laughs> Movie Pass keeps making promises that they can't follow through on, just like the Cowboys." Ooh, burn. Nick Thomas, ain't you a ain't you a Chargers <laughs> fan? Are they bad? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nick Thomas says, dudes ain't won since like 96. Tony Romo, LOL. 
Um, anyway, MoviePass, getting to them. Um, they have been introducing and reversing changes to its crumbling service in the last several weeks. Uh, from prom- from proposing a price hike from $9.95 to $14.99 to reneging on that. Uh, to restricting members to only three movies a month. To changing it from three movies to two movies a month. And now, MoviePass members in some markets have complained that the app has restricted them to only two specific movies to choose from. Mission Impossible Fallout and Slender Man. Just put, just bang, <laughs> just... <laughs> Just bury it. It's done. It's yeah. It's done. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of a lot of users have complained that like, well, as they, as they, as they tried to log into the app, uh, MoviePass only restricted them to not only Mission Impossible Fallout and Slender Man, but only res- restricted them to evening shows evening shows late at night. So like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. Done. Just yeah. Yeah. Like there's no even there's no. Point. Yeah, they're 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 hemorrhaging money. They're on their last legs, and on top of that, some users who have canceled their Movie Pass memberships have discovered that, that the app re-enrolled them automatically into their new payment plan instead. So it's like, uh, so apparently some users who have canceled Movie Pass, they've gotten the uh, email confirmation that oh, sorry to see you go. And then if they, if they log back into the app. And um, if they click on I accept for like, I guess some like kind of like um, some disclaimer, then the app automatically re-enrolls them into movie, movie pass. So they have to cancel again to make sure that they don't get charged twice. So did that happen yeah. to you? Um, hopefully not. I'm going to, I'm going to. Yeah, you better look into that. Yeah. You end up paying an extra 15 bucks. Yeah. Even though you initially paid nine ninety nine a month. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, movie pass, they are, they're. They're going the way of disco, man. They're on their last legs. And uh, the wheels have fallen off, like I said. And they just got to tap out. You know? They got to tap out like Undertaker at, at uh, see, no, no. versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. We all remember that match. What was he it? Didn't 20? Tap out. He, he tapped out, but the timekeeper called it way too early. It was, I think it was a 2015. Oh, wait. The, 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 the um, SummerSlam match. Yeah, was, I think it was 2015 or 2016. I, I forget which one. Uh, but. Uh, but yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Eddie Ortiz says Movie Pass sounds just like the Cowboy season, T- and Nick Thomas says two and fourteen. Damn, really? Two no. two wins, fourteen losses. Mm-mm. Really? We went nine and seven last year. Oh, yeah, must have. And the year before that, we went thirteen and three. Ah, oh, must have been a uh, must have been a reference to an earlier season, but uh, not in recent history. Hmm. Well. In any case, MoviePass needs to just throw in the, throw in the towel. They do. Fold up their doors. Like, man. it was a fun concept while it lasted. Yeah, it was. It was. Like, MoviePass, like like I said, it, it changed the game. Like, in terms of, like, movie going. And uh, AM- oh, it brought people back to the movies. Yep. Like, AMC did their thing. Um, AMC's doing their thing with the Stubbs A-list. Um, Cinemia is another alternative, uh, which, which I believe right now it's, like, three movies a month for like $15 a month but Cinemia sounds a little janky to me um and I think there's a I think there's one called Cinemark but that's for only Cinemark theaters but there's no one there's no Cinemark theaters in New England so Cinemark no, I never even heard of them <laughs> yeah so I'm hoping Showcase Cinemas can do their own subscription service or hopefully they're in the that's in the works because they would they would have a good example to follow from MoviePass and AMC A-list without without the flaws. So I'm hoping that Showcase Cinemas does have a subscription service 
uh, in the in the future. And Movie Pass, like I said, y'all were good while y'all lasted, but y'all flamed out, man. Hard. Yeah. Hard. Well, they had to take what was that a five million dollar loan? Yeah. And you know what? And one thing I learned too is like, Movie Pass is coming out with a movie starring Bruce Willis. Yeah, I heard about that one. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, and I saw somebody tweet him like, "This is where my money went to." <laughs> and then, oh yeah, they they were trying to big up uh, that movie Gotti uh, with, with uh, John Travolta, which came out in June. It has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's wow, really? Yeah, I think I think it's still at zero at on Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, yeah, it wasn't a good look. So movie pass, it's like that. It's like the episode of The Simpsons where Homer he's like he's like trying to roast a pig, and it's like for some reason the pig ends up flying in the air. He's like, "Is is airborne? It's still good. It's still good." And then it lands on the floor and like gets like it gets like lands in the mud. He goes, "Oh, it's still good. It's still good. It's gone." I know. Yeah. Um, let's see. Eddie Ortiz says he misses the one dollar theater on Chalkstone Ave. Wow. Oh, Castle Cinema. That's back that's taking it back like almost 20 years ago man yeah i, mean, I didn't go to that i, went yeah, to, I remember it i, I remember w- the park ab one yeah that's where i went to go see batman and robin oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> man um nick thomas says that in terms regards to the cowboy season um it will not be two and 14 uh two and, well hey place your bets man um uh hopefully they'll hope they gotta trap some good players and um you know, we got something decent. Yeah, we got we got a younger squad. So, um. well, I for one will be taking a knee on this season. Um, will you be Will you be taking a knee? Nah. You're <laughs> nah. gonna be watching the NFL. I will. I will. I never watched the I never watched the anthem. I came. You want to know? Was the the only time I watched the national anthem mm-hmm. is like when they show it on the Super Bowl. Yeah. And even then, it's like we're still talking over it. Yeah, pretty much. But like, other than that. But like we, because we usually um, we watch we go to a buddy's house and we watch um, NFL Red Zone. Yeah. So by the time Red Zone starts, mm-hmm. all that national anthem stuff is like done. Yeah. It's straight to the game. Yep, straight to the game. So we don't yeah. even like even bar, we don't even bother with it. Yeah, that's cool. You know, straight to the CTE action, man. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Pro wrestling is also CTE action. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I think that's overblown, but um, it's happened. Uh, it's happened. Okay, Chris Benoit, notwithstanding, pro wrestling is not as popular, and it's not. It doesn't have a strong cultural footprint as NFL. So you know, it's okay. Speaking of which, like I actually went back and listened to that talk because I listened to an old episode because I was like cleaning or something. No, I was like packing and stuff, but I. Podcasts just help my days just go by so fast. Like when yeah. I have to do a task, I'm like zoned out and everything. Best thing I listen to when I'm shoveling snow. But anyways, I was listening to one. So I, I was listening to one of our old ones, and shout out to former host Maurice. He recommended the episode of Talk of Jericho with Chris Benoit's sister-in-law talking on it. Oh yeah, I did listen to that. That was good. That was. It was heavy, but it was mm. good. Yeah, that was really insightful too. It was like, yeah. man. Yeah. Anyways, moving on to more. Moving on to some some more stuff. Um, speaking of wrestling, um, uh, WWE's uh, 2K19, uh, this year's 2K19 showcase will be Daniel Bryan. Nice. 
Yeah, so it's gonna follow his uh, career. So you'll be playing as him in that in that showcase mode. So and our Rick the 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 Rick Flair Woo edition. Oh, I get to play. Which it. is oh my god! Like I'm still thinking about like pre-ordering that, just because of all the stuff that it comes with. Does it come with a free robe? A piece of a piece of his act of his authentic robe. Mm, okay. Hold on. Hold on. While I'll look that up. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, those. I mean, the two K nineteen games. Like, like I said, like I just, I, I really want to see, like the, Aki Corporation, uh, come back and develop some new wrestling games. Yeah, I mean, they, those games can definitely be better. Yeah. But yeah, it it. It includes. Why can't I zoom in? So the Woo edition of the. All right, 2K19. It's, okay. It's the WWE 2K19 Deluxe Deluxe Edition comes with a WWE 2K19 Season Pass, mm-hmm. uh, 2K19 Woo Edition Digital uh, Bonus Digital Content. Ronda Rousey and Rey Mysterio's playable characters. Inclusive, exclusive WWE Supercard content. Supercard may not be available in all territories. Mm-hmm. I said that just like a commercial. <laughs> exclusive individually numbered Hall of Fame replica ring. Exclusive commemorative plaque featuring a piece of a robe worn by Ric Flair. Okay. And exclusive style and profile and Ric Flair Funko doll. Wow. Okay. And how much is it going for? One thirty. One thirty. Hmm. If you if, if you're balling out of control, man, you're a two K two K fan. Or just pre order. Or or and then also exclusive playable Hall of Famers, eighties inspired Roddy Piper, Dusty Rhodes, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Um exclusive playable characters, which is Macho Man Randy Savage from WrestleMania eight and Undertaker from two thousand and two. Hmm. Uh exclusive playable arena, which is the Starcade nineteen eighty three arena. Oh, old school with it. Exclusive in game in-game attire from Rick Rick Flair's WrestleMania 24 robe mm-hmm. and Charlotte Flair's WrestleMania 32 robe, mm. which was literally that exact robe just cut up. <laughs> nice. I was like, that was a waste. I was like, that robe should be like in a museum. Yeah. Uh, okay, all the stuff that I mentioned, exclusive premium packaging. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. It comes with a lot. Yeah, it comes with a lot. It sounds worth it. It's a lot of swag. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I tell you one thing though, when they do the Undertakers, I'm balling out. I don't give a damn how much it costs. Yeah, I wonder what it will come with though. Like maybe a piece of his hat, or like uh, the gloves. Like, uh, the, yeah, like a, maybe like a little urn or something. Yeah, replacement hip, uh, dentures. You're a dick. Um, a, uh, you're a the worst. Can of Bengay. Yeah, you're the worst. <laughs> uh, a life alert. <laughs> you're, you're the worst. <laughs> Oh God! Remember his best matches were in his later years. I will say, like twenty-five and twenty-six. Well, Shawn Michaels. Well, the Shawn Michaels, yeah, absolute, absolute best. I will the say, the Triple like, H ones were good, weren't bad. The Triple H ones were great too. I'll say that twenty-eight like, was better though. The Hell in a Cell, end of an era. Yeah, that should have yeah. been the end. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I will say that Undertaker's last great match was with CM Punk. WrestleMania twenty-nine. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. after that, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it should have ended at the end of an era because that moment at the end was at the end when they were on at the stage was just awesome. Yeah, that's true. And uh, and also while we're on the wrestling tip, um, 
shout outs to the UWO podcast. Um, getting into uh, SummerSlam and NXT predictions. Yeah, they yeah they issued a challenge for us, but it's like you like to say I'm like it's kind of the same thing. Um, <laughs> I was like they kind of took well, my picks. Well, they took your picks. I think I might have some different picks. Well, um, we'll, we'll run through it and yeah. then they'll they'll remind us. And also speaking of UWO mm-hmm. and challenges, yep, the challenge was accepted. Okay, between Kyle and myself. Okay. So right now we're just gonna organize something for a time and a place, whether and how are we gonna do this? Maybe it would be some exclusive YouTube con- YouTube content, or actually make an, ev- an event out of it. Hmm. I like that. And uh, is there a stipulation for the loser? The- I'm okay with going with the habanero pepper. Yeah. Eddie wants to bring. He wants to look for some ghost peppers. Don't Eddie. Don't you don't you don't know what you don't know what you're saying. I'm telling you right now, don't eat a ghost pepper. Have you eaten a ghost pepper? No, and I don't need to. I've seen enough YouTube YouTube videos of that shit. The I'm toe like, of Satan. The what? Have you ever heard of the toe of Satan? No, what's that? It's like the world's hottest candy. You <sighs> cannot physically touch it. It's a lollipop, and you cannot physically touch it. Okay. And the the challenge of it is like you have to hold it in your mouth for five minutes. Oh, watch up, up, down, down. Oh, oh, God. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I like spicy food. I like hot peppers, but I know my limit. Ghost peppers? No, that's for suicidal. Yeah, Nick Thomas said he has, and it's the worst. Yeah, that's for suicidal daredevils. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, so yeah, man. Um, Kyle, I don't think Kyle wants to do the habanero pepper either. Yeah. Uh, but we. I think you guys will create something uh, creative. Maybe a best of seven series as well. Yeah, that is that's a, that's what I have in mind. But yeah. we'll definitely we definitely will be talking about it as the the fellas from the UWO podcast will be back mm-hmm. next week. Next next Tuesday. week as we go into our full fledged uh, SummerSlam weekend review. Yep, and I like uh, to find those chips. Yeah, there is a what, there is like the world's hottest chip. It's yeah. literally one chip. Oh yeah, I've seen that like the one chip challenge. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. That's suicidal for me. Oh, have some fun. No. Listen, man. Hey, you. you hey, you want a shit lava? That's on you. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but you want to know what the story behind it will be timeless. Yeah, uh, I don't know about that. And then you get ulcers. No, you won't. All right. Yeah, but anyway, uh, but anyway, here's some SummerSlam predictions. They said so. You said that they called. UW think, yeah, call all yours. Uh, who knows? Probably some will um, be different, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, so for me, I have some some quick SummerSlam predictions. Uh, go ahead. Some, some next Sunday. Uh, the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Roman finally will do it. Yes. Roman will get his uh, 50th coronation, his 50th arrival. The big dog has arrived. He, the, <laughs> the big pup has arrived. <laughs> Bestow upon him this honor. And then Braun Strowman will cash it on his ass and uh, take it from him. As as it should happen, so I think that's what's going to happen. Roman Reigns is not going to hold that belt on for long. His, his Roman Reigns Universal Championship reign is going to be shorter than Finn Balor's. Count on it. You um, know there's reigns that was shorter than that, right? Uh, who's Yokozuna? Oh yeah, WrestleMania nine. Because like uh, Hogan, Andre the Giant. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, but it'll it'll be as short as those, pretty much. Seth Rollins? Oh yeah, the when 
when Ro- when Roman was the champ, Seth beat him, and then it was Money in the Bank. And yeah, then and then Dean cashed in. Yeah. Um, uh, next prediction: Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say Alexa Bliss still retains through some. Yeah, through disqualification or something. Yeah, because I th- I think it's too early to give Ronda Rousey the definitely though. too early for Ronda to get the title. Yeah, and she's I- just, it, they just put it up because it's a it's SummerSlam. It's a it's an she's an attraction. Yeah, she's an attraction, and I think that if if they put the belt on Ronda Rousey, the fans will turn on her like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I will say this. Oh, wait, damn it. <laughs> I forgot my damn train oh. of thought. Fucking motorcycle outside. <laughs> um, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Uh, I would love to see Samoa Joe win, but I think AJ's going to still keep it. Yeah, but they're going to water that down. Yeah, they are. Yeah. This match won't even touch their impact work at all. Um, Bludgeon Brothers versus uh, the New Day uh, Tag Team Championship. It's, it's hard uh, to say. Probably they'll give it to the new. I think they'll they'll give it to the new day. Yeah, they just new day is just way too entertaining. They bring in way too much money. I think it can go fifty fifty either way, but I'm gonna have to lean towards the Bludgeon Brothers. I think they're still gonna keep the belts. Good. Yeah. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. I think Strowman's winning that one. Yeah. Uh, Ziggler versus Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship. Ziggler because Dean's gonna turn on Seth. Mm. I, yeah, I think so. I think Ziggler, Ziggler's gonna retain. And speaking of D, Dean Ambrose, yo, he came back looking jacked. Jacked, man. yeah. But he got that triple. But H I look. don't. Li- but I was like, I could not recognize him <laughs> yesterday. At first, when I looked at him, I'm like, is that? Who the fuck is I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, he's cosplaying as Triple H. He got the same similar look, the the closely shaved beard and the short hair and everything. I said, I said, I said on the thread yesterday, I was like, yeah, he looks like an audience member with a pickup truck with skull in his in his bottom lip. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, he does do that. A lot of wrestlers do do that. Mm. She's yeah. gross, though. Yeah, but yeah, like Dean Ambrose looking looking jacked, looking ready to go, man. I like it. Uh, Carmella versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Becky. I got to go for Bex. I got to go for Becky Lynch. I mean, even though they might give it to Charlotte Flair, who's, who, by the way, I, as much as I, I respect Charlotte Flair as a talent, I, I do like her. I'm a fan. Overdone. I, yeah, overdone. I think that Charlotte Flair is becoming the Roman Reigns of the women's division. Oh, damn. I really think so. And um, I think she's being shoved on our throats I a little think, bit. I, I think I Adrian is a Charlotte Flair mark, too. <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully I, he'll be on the show next week too. I think he's, I think he said he's coming on. Too. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Mm. Adrian and the UWO. Oh man, I'm just gonna let them go. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Here's the microphone. Go make it happen. Um, so I'm hoping I'm I'm rooting for Becky Lynch to take the women SmackDown Women's title. Uh, on the pre-show, unfortunately, because it should be on the main show, Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight Championship. I'm as much as I love said, I'm going with Drew. Uh, Drew may take it. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. A th- I'm gonna go with Gulak on this one, like because Gulak's a damn good wrestler. Yeah, and he's re- there. He's really showing his yeah. talent instead of the PowerPoint presentation. As entertaining as it was, mm-hmm. like that's not two or five live. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was definitely a Vince two or five live. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy for the U.S. Championship. I think Nakamura is still going to keep it. Yeah. Uh, no reason to take it off him. Uh, Balor versus Corbin. I think Balor's going to win that. Uh, maybe the really? De- oh wait, you said Balor. Okay. Yeah. 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 Finn Balor's going to win it. Maybe the Demon will make a special appearance. It's been a while. 
It has been a while. Um, next match, long anticipated, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz, one-on-one. I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan. They got to blow this match off. Um, they just have to. And I think Bryan has to win this one, just for the happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. And also on the pre-show, two more pre-show matches, uh, Rusev and Lana. Damn shame that it's on the pre-show. Yeah. Rusev is too good for the pre-show, by the way. Yeah. Versus Andrade Cien Almas and wow. Zelina Vega, tag team match. That's just going to be fire, too. But, I mean, I guess they'd make the. It's a match to make us watch the pre-show. Yeah. Cause remember, what was that, a year or two ago? The, the New Day versus the Usos, it was the pre-show, and that shit was what, one of my favorite matches that year. Yeah, that was the best match on the whole SummerSlam card. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with us, Andrade and Zelina to win this one. Um, put them over a bit. Yeah, put them over a bit. And Zelina Vega, she's a, she's a prime talent in the ring. Like her, 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 yeah, she is. her high flying skills are, are all that. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I, I dig her and, and Lana, yeah, Lana, she's a, she's a, an attraction. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. You're not expecting wrestling greatness. You're just expecting something entertaining. And she's also like a, she's uh, a 2005 diva. Yeah. Just like that. <laughs> pretty much. And also last but not least, uh, we're talking about the Golden Lovers, aka the Young Bucks of the WWE, the B team, the best team, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel versus the revival for the WWE Raw Tag Team titles on the B team, B team, go, 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 go. They are so over and I freaking love it. They finally got something. Yes. With with them too. They finally got something. Absolutely, man. I'm so glad that they finally got over with the fans, that they're connecting, and especially Curtis Axel. Like, he deserves something, too. Man. He does. Like, I mean, the last thing he really got was the he was an Intercontinental Champion. I was just a, hey, thanks for getting the Rock's ring rust out of his system. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for being Kurt Henning's son, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but, yeah, B-team, man. Um, the Revival, I will say this. Um, I know the Revival has gotten some bad breaks because of injuries on the main roster, um, I really hope that at some point that they'll be given a proper chance to shine. Yes. Um, I know they're getting a shot at the tag team titles, but I don't think they deserve the tag team titles at this juncture. The B team needs to hang on to the belts for a while. I'm hoping. Yeah, like it said, it was it was making it great. It's like they're just such a goofy team, and it's like, yo, how are these guys still undefeated? Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes it so great. Yeah, and their theme music, genius. Yeah. Absolute genius. Um, so I'm hoping the revival will get a, a, a better break at some point, but the B team's gonna keep this one. Go go go! And um, speaking of tag teams, tag teams that need a much better break, yo Vince, what are you doing with the Authors of Pain? Oh my God! What are you doing with them, man? Come we'll, on, we'll get into it. We'll get into all that next week. Next week yeah. is gonna be like, yep. And next week's gonna be fire. Oh yeah, it will be. And Eddie Ortiz makes a great point in the comments saying that De- Bo Dallas owned NXT at one point, and everyone seems to forget that. Yeah, he was, he was the third uh, NXT champion, and um, he was a gr- he was an effective heel. And uh, did you mention Venom will likely be PG thirteen? Yeah, I heard something about that. Ooh, I thought it was gonna be rated R though. Nah, Sony doesn't want their first rated R. They they don't want their first movie to be rated R. <sighs> I don't know, man. Like. They're trying. They're trying to get more butts in seats. I respect that from a business standpoint. But if the material, yeah, if it's R, let it be R, man. Come on. Um, and besides, like I watched rated R movies when I was like five, six years old. I turned out fine. Come on, you'll be fine. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4 at the Barclays Center. Um, we all know that NXT is the automatic winners of this SummerSlam weekend. But let's run through the my predictions. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane for the Women's Championship. I think Kyrie Sane's going to take it. And Shayna Baszler will be called down to the main roster. Yes, I said called down because, you know, Vince doesn't handle NXT call-ups well. And Triple H must be... They're not his babies. They're yeah, Triple not... H's babies. Yeah. Um... Another match of the year candidate, Tommaso Ciampa, the current NXT champion versus Johnny Gargano in a last man standing match for the championship. Ciampa. I want to say, I, I got to go. We want Gargano. We want Gargano because he's like that. He's Don't, he's the heart of NXT. Like, he, he's the good guy. Like yeah. He's, and, he, and he's been chasing it since January, dude. The, you know, the, chase, the money's in the chase. The money's in the chase. Yeah, but I think I think Gargano has to, he has to get the belt. Champ is just over like crazy. He's Yo. the best heel in the game right now. He is. Like, he is killing it. Like Champa's heel work is so effective that like he doesn't come out to any theme music. He just they just display his name on the Titan Tron. And, and then, that's it. And everybody just boo. Boo. <laughs> fuck you, Champa. Oh man. <laughs> like that's Kyle, they don't say fuck you, Roman. Yes, they do. Oh, they do. They do, but the difference is people say that, you know, as a show of love for Champa's heel work. They say it's a ro- they say F you Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns is simply not that guy. Yo. I'm placing another placing a bet. Oh, what's this? Three beach balls during SummerSlam. I'm gonna count yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say four. I'm gonna go four? with four. Okay. Four beach balls during the main event at SummerSlam, Lesnar versus Reigns. Um also, uh, uh, getting back to NXT, match. I'm gonna say this: match of the match of SummerSlam weekend, Adam Cole, baby. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm going Ricochet on that one. Yes, versus Ricochet for the NXT North American Championship. I think Ricochet's gonna take it. I, and, and, if and if even if he doesn't, I won't be mad because yo, you're talking about two of the very best talents in NXT. Yo, and which. Which makes me, which kind of breaks my heart a little because Adam Cole is going to be misused somehow on the main roster. Oh, yeah. And Ricochet will either be banished to 205 Live or he'll be a a joke character like on on the level of No Way Jose on the main roster. He better not be. He better not be. Like, yo, that's the type of stuff that makes you not want to watch the main roster stuff except for the pay per views. But you know what? But let's let's enjoy let's enjoy the good times while we still have them. But I think that's going to be the match of the weekend and one of the match of the year candidates right there. Um, also, we have the tag team championship uh, for NXT: the Undisputed Era, the the Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, the current champions versus Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven in a rematch. Oh God, I, I love Undisputed Era so much. I'm going for Undisputed Era just so Kyle O'Reilly can play the belt as he comes on. Yeah, that looks so cool. I haven't cool. seen him do. I haven't seen anybody do that so well since Hollywood Hogan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, it's this. This a cool thing to do with the yeah, belt like that. But you gotta have like a certain swag to do it. And no. Undisputed Era just got that swag. They just got the swag. They. Oh yeah, absolutely. They certainly do. And um and Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, awesome in the ring. And I think that they're gonna go back to the UK for NXT's UK show. Um, they're gonna be the flagship players there. And last but not least, Velveteen Dream versus EC3, man. Velveteen, he needs a win. Yeah, he, he needs to take over win. 
he needs a big win, absolutely. Uh, Velveteen is over like Rover, and um, I and I don't know if you've watched the uh, there was a recent Velveteen Dream promo, like that's like a video, like a like a little promo package, like promoting his um his upcoming match. It, it, it's so it's so bad. It's funny. It's like it's it's just like it's just like so corny. You just gotta watch it. It's like he's like uh, it's like he just whispers random words in the camera, like NXT Takeover, Philadelphia, and then he turns to the camera, Philadelphia, whoosh, and it shows highlights of his I'll, matches. I'll look it up. It, it, it's so bad. Like it's like you know what he's he's got to win. He's got to win something, but. But I am not looking forward to the day where Velveteen Dream gets called down to the main roster because you know Vince is going to turn him into Orlando Jordan Part Two. Oh, Jesus Christ! No. And that's it. oh my God. I I I just wish you know what I just wish that there's like I wish NXT would have like maybe more lucrative lucrative enough deals to have like wrestlers like say okay I just want to do an NXT run not the main roster run and that's that like that would be cool like just like sure has happened before. Yeah, like maybe just like a six fi- like a six figure salary, maybe, like uh, as like the salary cap, and then and then be, and then I'll, that would be that. I'd be like, hey, I'll I'll take that deal, shoot. Because I don't want to be. I mean, what would you rather have? Like have like awesome matches on on the NXT roster, like match of the year candidates, and be respected for the talent that you are, or be misused to hell, like and just be another face in the crowd on the main roster and make millions. And yeah, yeah, the money's good and all, but yo. If you can't make a good living off, off six figures, you're doing something wrong. Seriously. But yeah, those are my uh, predictions for uh, SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver. And uh, yeah, we all know that NXT is going to win this weekend. So, you know. Yeah. And shout out to Kendrick. Where's he been? <laughs> <laughs> and no, these headphones are from Sweden. Yes, Sweden. Uh, yes, indeed. Um... Yeah, that's pretty much it for the news and headlines and uh, wrestling prediction stuff. So, yeah, uh, but uh, you want to move on to question of the week? Yes, let's do All it. All right, last week's question of the week was, what was your favorite line from a superhero movie? Mm-hmm. Okay, I remember mine's was, I don't care. Wait, you can't change what you can't change the past. I don't care. He killed my mom. <laughs> from uh, Captain America: Civil War. Yeah. Uh, yours was. Oh man, I forgot. Was it like the Dark Knight? Dark Knight Rises. I was. Oh, the Dark. Yeah, I think it was Dark Knight Rises. It was Bane's. Uh, Bane's monologue, not monologue, but it was lying about the shadows. The darkness. I was. Yeah. Mo- I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man, and then it was nothing to me but blinding. <laughs> Chokes, Batman. All right, so uh, it was pretty popping on our Instagram. So. Um, Mr. At Mr. McScuffles says, mm-hmm. oh, it's right next to the prostate, or is that the light switch? Or is that the on switch? <laughs> oh, Deadpool. <laughs> John Aponic says, when a forest grows too wild, a purging fire is inedible, inevitable and natural. Is that Thanos? Ra's al Ghul from Batman Begins. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Eddie from OVOW from UWO says Fuck Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Batman. Robin from T- from the Teen Titans trailer. Yeah. And Asia Be Like says, when you're good at something, never do it for free. Ah, the Joker. Heath Ledger, Dark Knight. 
And then old Kendra says, I have to go with go with a smile. Hmm. From the Joker. Was that uh Jack Nicholson's Joker? I wanna say it was Heath Ledger's. Heath Ledger? Yeah, it sounds like it, yeah. Yeah. So this week's question of the week. I had to fold it up just so you won't look at it. Okay. What is your ultimate video game dream match? Video game dream match? Yes. Like, what would this entail? Like, video like game- what? A character from one video game going against a character from another video game. Hmm. Video game dream match. Okay, okay. Uh... Okay, man. There's a there's a lot you can go with. There, yeah, there is. Like fighting game franchises. A lot of them have been de- have been done already. Like Street Fighter versus Tekken, Mortal Kombat. Uh, Jesus, I I really got to sit and think about this one. Um, do you have any uh, answers? I'm actually trying to get the na- the names like escaping me. Dream match, video game dream match. Um, anybody has any answers in the comments? Feel free to. <laughs> not me. yet, but not yet. Man, there's always like a little delay from this. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. what the hell was his name? The main ca- the main protagonist from Onimusha. Oh, uh, um, Samanosuke. Samanosuke. Yeah, that's what I thought. Samanosuke from Onimusha versus Yoshimitsu from Tekken. That's a good. That's a, that's a, a good swordsman pick. fight. Good mm, pick. Scorpion versus Goku. Okay. Goku got that. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Carl, do you you do know we have Smash Brothers in the world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, but it's not just limited to just those characters. I mean, there's other characters that Smash Brothers can't get. Mm-hmm. That's quite true. I mean, this is this is a tough one, man. It's it's kind of hard to to really sit and think about this one. Um, I think okay, I, I think I might have one because like if I'm thinking about like RPGs, I'm thinking about fighting games. Uh, uh, thinking about <laughs> Sonic th- versus Mario, but like I said, Smash Brothers. One that's not in Smash Brothers, Jesus. Hmm. I would think Foga from Killer Instinct versus Yoshimitsu. Okay. Or like Killer Instinct versus the Tekken universe. Or, mm, well, you have to like switch up the fighting engine considerably. Man. Damn, this this really has me stumped. I do have, okay, I have one. Geralt of Rivia from the Witcher series. Awesome character. Okay. Uh, versus, um, uh, it's a random one. It's, uh, until I can think of a better answer, uh, Geralt of Rivia versus Link from the Zelda series. I don't know. That's weird. It's I'm we- like trying to even picture, it and it's just. Yeah, it, it's it's weird. It's okay. Ask. Fire, Ryu versus Jin. Jin from Tekken. Jin Kazama. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's fire. Which, which I think you can play in uh in Street Fighter versus Tekken. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Liu Kang versus Kazuya. <laughs> yeah, Tekken versus Mortal Kombat. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, man. And Bison versus Johnny Cage. Hmm, maybe. And Bison got that hands down, though. I mean, yeah. Jeez, this is such. This is so hard. I'm actually going on Google right now, and I'm trying to Google some other video game characters I can. Damn, you need to play some fighting games more. I can look at. It. Listen, I'm not. I'm not a big fighting game aficionado, man. Like, it's just. It's. It's not casual friendly. A lot of fighting games are not casual friendly. Like, you got to rec- You got to memorize button presses. Then you got to recognize, memorize like the 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 mechanics. Like, oh, auto doubles, canceling, uh, blocking, parrying. It's a challenge. Like and every character has different move sets, like yeah. different button combinations. You gotta memorize Eddie them all. Eddie from Tekken versus Zach from Dead of Alive. Mm. Okay. I mean, like it's just too much to keep in your head. It's like I don't know how people do it. I, I really yeah, don't. Just like just like memorizing damn near every single movie that you watch. Oh, the year they were the year they were made and stuff. Movies are different. Like you don't have you to can... memorize button combinations or anything like that. Uh Okay, um okay, I I have I have an answer. Um take uh take Link from Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. versus uh the characters from Near Automata, like 9S and 2B. Uh or 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 2B versus uh Link. Yeah, 2B is a female uh character from from Near Automata. Okay. Yes, yeah, okay. sword sword battle. That's that. That's my answer. Two B versus Link. versus Nathan Drake. No, no. What the hell was her name? From Uncharted. Elena Fisher. Not Elena. Chloe. Chloe. Chloe, Chloe Frazier. Yeah. Lara Croft versus to- Chloe Frazier. Mm, Ninja dude. Turtles versus Battletoads. I think that happened though. Yeah, that might that might have happened. But yeah, that's my answer. Two B versus Link. Um, whatever your answers are, we have some answers in the in the chat here. Uh, let us know. At Codex Prime Podcast at gmail.com and uh, as well as our social medias. Where, where, can, where can they find us, Carl? Everywhere. Yeah, I was lazy as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, iTunes. Make sure you leave us a five star review. Yes. SoundCloud, mm-hmm. Google Play. Yep. Did I say YouTube? Possibly. I'm going to say it again. YouTube. Message yeah. uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, I mentioned them too. This dude said Coca Cola versus Pepsi. <laughs> that's a, that's an ongoing battle. Yeah, eh, Coca Cola. Drink whatever's there. Yeah, well, well, na- natural Coca Cola, not the one with the high fructose corn syrup. See, you gotta make you gotta make that distinction. Soda, soda. <laughs> high fructose corn syrup is killing us, though. Well, it isn't killing us. Well, killing y'all because, like, me, I'm on my health kick, so. Oh, yeah, I'm on my health kick. You steak and be happy. Please. Medium well. <laughs> steak is, if anybody who eats their steak medium, you're a savage. You're a, you, what were you, you were raised in a barn. Steaks are meant to be cooked well done. Cooked thoroughly. If, I, if there's red on the meat, I will not eat. Hey, you want to risk? Sal- you can risk salmonella if you want to, but I want that stuff well done. I want it char broiled, son. I want oh, it. Man. I want it crispy. 
so I can rub the A1, I can marinate the A1 steak sauce all over the body of the steak. Yeah. That didn't sound right, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shona versus CeeLo Green. Oh, man. Yo, you know what? I can dig that. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Last Dragon. What a great movie. But also, we need to. Also, I wanted to. Um, Okanji says he eats it rare. Rare? You're banned from the show, son. No, he's not. You're banned. <laughs> no, he's not. Also, we now have merchandise, y'all. Yes. Tell them, Carl. Tell them what yes, we got. What we got? You can go on to wehavemerch.com mm-hmm. forward slash collection yep. forward slash codex dash prime dash podcast where you can get these codex prime t-shirts. More merchandise to come. More merchandise to come. Mm-hmm. But right now, you can get your very own Codex Prime podcast shirts mm-hmm. in any color, any size. Word. So just go to wehavemerch.com forward slash collection forward slash Codex dash Prime dash podcast. That's right. Men men and women's tees. And also... Ooh, and dude from Castlevania versus Dante. I like that. That's a good one. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. And also, uh, and also, you can find the uh, links to We Have Merch and Studio Headphones in the episode descriptions as well. Use our use the promo code Codex at studio.com for to get fifteen percent off. Mm-hmm. Whew! Sit yeah. down to one breath. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. As as always, we thank you uh, so much for uh, <laughs> Codex Prime underwear coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we we'll sell them all eventually. Uh, let me see. Yes, yes, and, and thank you. Uh, Eddie, or- Eddie Ortiz agrees with me. Yes, uh, steak is meant to be eaten well done. That's right. That's Don't right. Knock it till you try it. I tried, I tried medium, medium rare once. Try medium well. Uh, medium well, you would like. Nah, I used to be, no, I used to be just like you. I would eat well done. That's it. I mean, there was, somebody recommend me, recommended, hey, try medium well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. And it was good. All right. Uh. <laughs> okay, just says, "Oh, baby, I like it raw." That's what she said. With on that note, uh, <laughs> tune in, tune in next week on the show. We're going to be talking about SummerSlam and NXT, uh, the results. So it's going to be a wrestling heavy podcast next Tuesday. We're going to have the UWO joining us, and hopefully, uh, Adrian Price, aka the Roman Reigns Stan. So. Uh, Actually, no. It's going to be the first time we're going to have two Roman Reigns stands on the show, Adrian and Kyle. Kyle will not be alone this time. He won't be alone this time, so he's going to have a tag team partner So uh, to, to defend the honor of uh, the big pup. So <laughs> we're looking forward to that. So, um, yeah, tune in tune in next week. And for you wrestling fans, do tune in to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4 as well this Saturday at 8 p.m. on the WWE Network as well as SummerSlam this Sunday. I think it's at 7 o'clock. Uh, 7 o'clock on uh, the WWE Network as well. It's another four-hour show. And with and with that, we will catch you on the flip. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Peace out, nerds. Later.